Wow. Listen to this letter. I got to read this letter. I don't know if you wanted me to read it or not. Uh, to Glenn Beck from Donald Trump regarding I want to have breakfast with you. Listen, is Bill O'Reilly on yet? Bill, you didn't get one of these. I'm not buying this, though, but go ahead. No, I'm reading it. I'm reading it right here. Uh, it says right here, friend, it's been over four years since I took my famous escalator ride down Trump Tower in New York City to announce I was running for president of the United States, and I'm going back to where it all began. I'm having a special breakfast in beautiful New York City at the end of September, and I want you to be my <laughs> VIP all-access guest. I told my team I wanted to bring somebody in who's been at my side from the very beginning, and I couldn't think of anyone more loyal or supportive than you. We'll cover the flight hotel, a meal for you, and a guest of your choice. We can even take a photo together. All you have to do is show up. Uh, please contribute any amount before September 20th, and you'll automatically be entered to win the trip. To But he wants to have breakfast with me. Oh. The president. And he, look, he's got a picture of him. <laughs> right. Right there. With his hand, ex- his hand extended. Extended well, like he's going like sh- to yeah. shake my hand. Uh-huh. So, Bill, did you get one of those? I don't think I so. I did not, Beck. That's very, very impressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know. I know. Well, I, I didn't realize did. it was going to be that personal either. <laughs> it, it, you know, he that, called me yeah. friend. friend. He did. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> and it's at the end of September, so you should get on your motorcycle soon All right. and start going north. Right, right, right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you may have written a book that comes out next week about Donald Trump, but uh, I'm having, I'm going to have breakfast with him. Don't, don't eat anything. Okay. <laughs> uh, so how are you, Bill? I'm all right. Um, uh, basically uh, trying to book passage to Ukraine so I can um, yeah. figure out what's going on over sure, there. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bill, has this week just demonstrated how crazy we have become? You know, people, though, are in, they're inured to it. They're, it's almost like an inoculation that it's so insane that it's it, people are watching it as a cartoon. Oh yeah, the the Lewandowski thing. Do we right. do we have a it's little? A, do we have a, a clip cartoon. of the Lewandowski? This is I've never seen this before. I've never seen anything like it before. Where uh, Corey Lewandowski, who's not one of my favorite people, I'm cheering for him because he's just mocking them. Here's a little clip of it. If we if we have it, if we don't. I actually have it. If you, if you, you have it, go ahead. Turn yeah. on 360. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Lewandowski, is it correct that it's reported in the Mueller report on June 19th, 2017, you met alone in the Oval Office with the president? I said, is, is, it, is there a book and page number you can reference me to, please? <laughs> I don't have a copy of the report in front of me. All right. So, Bill, you saw page. this go on and it just went on and on and on. And yeah. he was mocking. Seven minutes of it. These are these, and then with the Al Sharpton thing, Al Sharpton did it to the other side, and he was mocking and just using the system. It's a clown show. Well, the the long term damage is substantial because oh, pe- people have lost respect for the Congress of the United States. Right. I remember, Bill. I remember. 10 years ago, some congressman, you remember this, Pat? Some congressman was threatening to call me in front of, uh, oh, yeah. uh, in front of Congress to testify. Right. And I said on the air over and over again, bring it on, bring it on. I want mm-hmm. to. And my attorney said, are you out of your mind? These people have ultimate power. They can throw you in jail for anything. You do not want to go in front of them. Mm-hmm. And there was still at that time some reason not to do what... Al Sharpton and Corey Lewandowski did. Now, 
we're all laughing at them. Now yeah, it's just, they're it's, all it's jokes. Contempt. It's contempt toward uh, the establishment in Washington and, and also the media. Also, the media has no um, respect, respect. None. in this country. Mm-hmm. Nobody says, gee, you know, it's really impressive that uh, Glenn Beck and Bill O'Reilly are media titans. <laughs> They're going, why the hell are you in that industry? <laughs> why don't you do something like open a butcher shop or something yeah. you know, constructive? Yeah. So the uh, traditional uh, power structure in America is on the decline quickly. And that is a big, big story that very few people discuss. So the power vacuum is being taken by people like Donald Trump, who, as president of the United States, wields ungodly power um, through the Internet, tweeting and doing what he wants to do as far as running the country. But a check and balance on Capitol Hill um, you know, the people, the regular folks are going, we don't trust them. Um, and in the press to give you accurate information on what's real and what's not real. Nobody believes the press. So even if the press tells you something that's true, most people won't believe it. So you're we're in a big, big problem here in a societal manner. I will tell you that um, you're exactly right. And I think 2020, because of what are called deep fakes, um, if we thought fake news was bad, wait until you see deep fakes. I think 2020 is the year that we lose all reason. We we will not be able to trust anything, nor will we trust anything. I hope you're wrong. I really do. I, do I love my country, and, and I don't want anarchy to take hold. And that is the reason I wrote The United States of Trump, because every line in the book was written by me, every word, and every word is true. And so if you want to know, if you care enough to want to know about who the president of the United States really is, then this book will help you. I will tell you, Bill, I I, want to give you an honest plug for this uh, book, not because I want to help you sell books. In fact, I urge people to go check it out at a library. Um, but you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there is a time when people just have too much money. Um, or what was it? Enough money. And you didn't build this. Anyway, um, in reading this book, the thing that I liked about it was Bill talked about all of the things that others are saying, but he said, because there is no evidence on these things, because this is I'm I'm chasing shadows. I'm not going to address those. If there is evidence of these things, then they have to be addressed. But here is evidence on this, this and this. And when he's talking to the president and explaining the president's uh, thinking, you may not agree with the president. You may not agree with how he um, gets to his positions, but you will at least understand it instead of this nonsense of he's a racist. Well, he just hates women. He just whatever. That's nonsense. Bill actually explains how he became the man he is. And I don't think the president necessarily will like parts of this book. Um, you may not like parts of this book, but it is true. And you, if, and I've, I said my first review of this book was if the press and they're not going to, but if the press were honest and were truly looking for answers, they would start with this book because you will understand him. Then you can go in and go, well, now, wait a minute, Mr. President. 
I, I understand how you're thinking on this, but have you thought about it this way? And you'd be able to have an intelligent argument. Well, you, I'm glad you, uh, you read the book, and I'm glad you said what you just said, and I hope people will, um, will read it for themselves, not for me or not for Donald Trump or any political party, for themselves. Because it's important that the American people themselves seek the truth. And right now, I think maybe 60, 70 percent of us are not really interested in seeking the truth anymore. I agree. Um, We're lazy because the Internet has provided us with a click, a thumb, where we can then read the biggest bunch of garbage in the world and not have to really ascertain whether it's true or not. If it's titillating enough, we're entertained and amused. But that's not a way to live. And particularly if you love your country and you want the best for your country. I mean, this Ukraine stuff is is, um, very, very um, vivid in what we are both saying. Bring bring up, bring people up to speed. All right. So some whistleblower uh, went to an intelligence agency's inspector general. That's the person who oversees what happens in the agency and says, Donald Trump made a deal with a foreign head and uh, it's wrong. Okay, so that story is leaked to the Washington Post, a virulently anti-Trump newspaper. We don't know who the person is. We don't know what was said or allegedly said by the president. We don't know who the foreign power is, but now it's been identified as Ukraine. And then the press all of, immediately convicts Donald Trump of some crime. All right. Oh, this is we're going to be able to impeach him over this. Over what? Over what? There's no evidence been put forth. We don't know who the guy is. We don't know what was allegedly said. We don't know anything. Yet hour after hour after hour on television, there they are saying, well, it could have been. They might have been. And, I said, and I'm going to myself, my God, why is he, one person on earth? I, I, I turned on the Jaguar-Titan game, and that was painful to watch. But, I mean, <laughs> I, just, I, I said, I got to get out of here. This is a madhouse. And... That's what I'm trying to stop. Get the facts, all right? Seek the truth, not this garbage that is day in and day out in the newspapers and on television. It's all right. garbage. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, uh, take a quick break. We'll come back with Bill O'Reilly. Let, Bill, let me just say this before the break. I know you don't usually cover the financial sector and everything else. But I was the only one in 2007 saying there is a banking collapse and it is coming. And I called it with the housing market and I was the only one. And people, even at Fox, called me all kinds of names because either I was a conspiracy theorist, uh, I didn't know what I was talking about, or I was being irresponsible. And I called it. And I'm telling you. uh, I say one thing before you take a break. Yeah. Everybody at Fox made fun of you about everything, okay? It didn't matter whether you were right or wrong. It was 100%. If Beck says it, we mock it. In fact, you had to sign a contract that said you would do that if Fox employed you. No, I don't think any of that is true. I hope not. Um, Anyway, what I want you to look into, please, Bill, um, is the Fed's repo. What's happening right now is a very bad sign. It hasn't happened since 2007, 2008. 
Um, the Fed is bailing out these banks. They're already at the tune in four days of $350 billion. Uh, they say they're going to go up to $2.2 trillion, and nobody's talking about it. This is another banking collapse bailout that is is happening in slow motion, and no one's discussing it. So please do your homework on that, and we'll get we'll be get back to Bill O'Reilly and some things that uh, actually matter to you in your life coming up in just a few minutes. So I'm surprised to see you here because I know it's uh, you know a day for all of the school children to walk out of school and and protest uh, global warming, which is wonderful. Uh, in uh, in England, they have kids now making a pact to never have children to save the planet. Mm. Uh, and President Trump has uh, taken his own action uh, in San Francisco, of all places. Uh, the EPA is going to cite the city for pollution. Want to talk about that a little bit, Bill? You know, it's an interesting. Uh, the last story is um, is interesting to me because it's going to be a campaign issue. So um, I do a message of the day on BillOReilly.com every day. Mm -hmm. And that message of the day gets put in the president's folder when he comes down about 11 a.m. to the Oval Office. All right. He gets a folder of overnight press clips and some intel stuff, but the heavy intel stuff is delivered in person anyway. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You try to make it sound all important. First of all, I was invited to have breakfast with the president. Second of all, all of my (laughs) stuff is delivered to him in a very secure metal. It's like a metal round thing that's right at the side of his desk every day. It goes right in there. Anyway, you know, I thought that it was delivered into my pillow case. <laughs> anyway, so we know he gets the message of the day. And one of my messages was um, that the Trump campaign should zero in on the far left socialistic bent of the Democratic Party. They should make that a huge campaign issue. And attached to that is the failure of governance in places like San Francisco, Chicago, New York City, and L.A., where there isn't a two-party system. It's all Democrats, all far-left people in charge. And in all of those places, things are falling apart. Mm -hmm. Make an issue out of that. Do you want this kind of governance on a national level? Take a look at San Francisco. Take a look at Chicago. Well, that's exactly what this is all about. So now the Trump administration says, you know what? San Francisco, we hate you um, because you are uh, a totally opposite from everything we believe. And you have created a situation where there is pollution going into San Francisco Bay that comes out into the Pacific Ocean. That is a national issue. We're going to send the EPA in and we're going to do X, Y and Z. Maybe we'll fine you. Or we might do X. And y. But what we're going to do is publicize the fact that you're irresponsible on the environmental level, which drives liberals crazy. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it's always the conservatives who are against uh, climate change action. And that well, now it's the left wing cities that are causing the environmental disasters. And they are disasters. If you go to San Francisco, I was there a few months ago, L.A., I was there a few months ago, and you look at these unbelievable homeless camps where drug addicts are running wild and disease is everywhere. If you look at the city allowing that 
all right? Because that's what they do. They allow it and enable it. No, the, 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 the disease that is, is spread by the prostitution for drug money in those homeless camps alone is, is horrifying. What is happening on the streets of L.A. is horrifying. It is a, it is a human uh, crisis. Well, when you have um, a, a city government like San Francisco and New York City under that genius de Blasio who just dropped out of the presidential race and nobody was even knew he was in it. All right. When you say to people, you can defecate on the street if you'd like. You can you can uh, urinate anywhere you want. We're not going to do anything about it in San Francisco. If you take a brick and smash a car window and grab something inside that car, the local authorities will not prosecute you. Okay, so when you have that kind of anarchy that spreads disease, that means private property is not protected on any level, you can't have a city that that works. So Trump should take all of these local things that, that appall most Americans, see Americans react to this, and use it as a campaign thing. And that's what he's doing. All right, back with more Bill O'Reilly here in just a second. His book uh, is on the shelves of bookstores, if they still exist, um, on uh, Tuesday. It is the United States of Trump, how the president really views America. Great book. You should pick it up now. Available at Amazon, wherever books are sold. You're listening to Glenn. Hi, I'm Beto O'Rourke, and I'm a candidate for president. Bill O'Reilly, uh, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but on Reddit yesterday, he took back, um, he took to Reddit, and he would answer people's questions. I'm candidate for president of the United States. I'm, I'm coming to you live from a quality inn outside of San Francisco, excited to be here and excited to be doing this. I've told some of the recent proposals has caused quite a stir around here, so I wanted to have a conversation about those. So he wants to talk about, um, you know, legal uh, legalization of marijuana. Uh, But the first question that came in was, how are you going to confiscate the millions of AR-15s? This his answer with which is Americans will comply with the law. It'll be a mandatory buyback of AR-15 and AK-47 weapons designed for war. Um, But uh, he goes on to talk about how people in droves are coming to him saying, I love to shoot them, but I'm going to give them up because I want my kids and grandkids to be safe. It was the second most downvoted comment in Reddit history yesterday. How how do you think Beto's doing? Well, he's polling about 3%, so that's 2.5% better than he should be polling. Um, You know, look, this is it for him. He's never going to be able to get elected to anything ever again. He's a radical leftist. He uh, accused the president of the United States of inciting the mass murder in El Paso. Um, he uh, is um, a constitutional violator. Yeah. Let me let me um, ask you this. Uh, let no, me ask you. On. No. Let me ask you a little more broader broader question because he is so. He's out there. Yeah, he's out there. Um, Colt said they are going to stop making uh, AR-15s because. The market saturation has come to a point. I don't believe that. I don't believe that's true. 
Um, I think they're getting pressure, and I think that they are bowing to the pressure, and they're going to stop making it. Meanwhile, the the Democrats are all now saying, hey, don't buy into this fairy tale that we want to confiscate your weapons. Beto was the only one brave enough to say it. That's what they're doing. But why is he brave, though? He has no shot. All he wants to do is get attention so he can market himself. Okay, now, let me say that. Only one desperate enough. To actually uh, say desperate it. is a better word. Yeah, Look, it is. Beto O'Rourke is in it to make money. All right. This is what people don't understand. They go, well, why are these people like Amy Klobuchar and, and uh, uh, what's the guy who wants to give everybody a thousand dollars? Yang. Andrew Yang. I mean, you know, Marianne Williamson. Why are they doing it? Because they can make money after the fact. All right. They can do lectures. They can write books. They'll be on television. They become semi-famous. Uh, maybe they'll CNN will give them a contract, um, MSNBC. This is why they do it. Okay, so this but a, but has this is a commercial deal? It's not a real deal. So has Beto exposed the Democrats? And is there any putting that genie back into the bottle? Will Democrats and the media be able to convince the American people that they? No, no, no. That was just Beto. We we don't really want to confiscate guns. I don't think that's going to be a big issue in the campaign. I don't think that um, Americans are going to go to the polls and vote about uh, guns per se. What I see is mm, that Americans will. would like like to tighten it up so that if you do buy a high-powered weapon, that you would have to alert the authorities you have it. And I know a lot of people oppose uh, that I'm because they don't want the it. government intrusion. Yeah. But I think that that's realistic and that might get put forth for a vote. I th- and also uh, letting would... the authorities know if somebody's a loon uh, and has a big bazooka in their basement. We, <laughs> we um, have those laws already. Right, let me I let me ask you this. Deck, but they, the, pe- the people, not you, all right, the people. But I'm part of the people, and there's a good portion. There a new there's a, set of standards. There's a good portion of the people that say, I understand that, and I don't want anything bad to happen, and we have laws on the books already. If they would enforce the laws on the books. Do you know that there's they, they don't ever, ever prosecute anybody if you lie on your, uh, on your background check? You can lie. And they don't ever prosecute those people. I have said a million times that whatever legislation comes forth is not going to stop the mass murders. Right. It'll only hurt the Second Amendment. The only thing that would cut down on gun violence in America is if you federalized all gun crimes and had mandatory prison sentencing for them. That broke the back of the crack epidemic. All right, now you have the people running around, oh, it's a racist system, it's this, it's that. Okay, mandatory prison sentences for crack dealers broke the back of that epidemic in the 90s. All right, that's the fact. If you federalize gun crimes, all of the Chicago stuff stops in its tracks because you have an illegal gun on you, If you're carrying an illegal gun, that's a federal crime. And if you're convicted, you go away for five years just for carrying it. That's how you stop it. So all of the other stuff is, I was going to say a bad word. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you didn't. It's Good for you. Let me see if I can. Lie. Let me see if I can get you to say a bad word by using these two bad words. Justin Trudeau. I don't want to talk about his uh, his blackface nonsense. He's yeah. running again. There's all this blackface stuff that they're never going to care about with him. No. Uh, and he's in a scandal, but he just came out today to combat his blackface stuff, which is getting worse every day, um, by saying that if he is reelected, he will put a ban in Canada on all AR-15s. Well, you know, look, talk about desperate. But here's something you don't know. Ready? Okay. Justin Trudeau and Megyn Kelly are going on the road together. It's going to be like Donnie and Marie. It's going to be Donnie and Marie. No, they're not. Yes, no, they are. No, and they're going to sing all the Jackson Five. <laughs> all right. Saudi Arabia was yes. hit by Iran this week. Correct. Um, Trump is getting a broad range of military options to respond on the attacks. Yeah. Um, the uh, the uh, New York Post is is saying that he's considering sending additional weapons and other resources. Uh, he's considering a new surveillance equipment uh, and additional anti missile batteries, another squadron of jet fighters, another aircraft carrier. What should the president be doing on this? He, they should drop. Tom Arnold and Alyssa Milano <laughs> in parachutes on Tehran. Immediately, the Iranians would surrender and stop all misbehavior. Okay, one more from Iran, one more. They sink anything, they shoot anything, they do, they litter, one more, and then you're going to see NATO aircraft. That means one British aircraft and 55 Americans go in and level a military installation. That's what's going to happen. So all of this is posturing. I kind of respect Trump for his restraint here. Amen. Me too. You don't want to provoke, and and clearly the mullahs want to provoke. Oh, yeah. Clearly. But there has to be a point where you say, you're a rogue nation, you're attacking other nations, you're disrupting worldwide commerce, and... We've asked you to stop, and we've sanctioned you, but now you won't stop, so we're going to level your air force. We're going to blow up every plane you have on the ground. That's how you're going to have to handle it. So let's all hope the Mullers don't do anything further. Right, and I don't. I really don't want to do it until there's at least two British airplanes uh, and a French one and a German one. The Germans uh, won't. Won't. But the Germans are going to provide hang gliders. Right. Not not right. man. They're just going to right. give you the hang gliders. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, Bill O'Reilly. Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, breakdown of the Democratic candidates. Um, some people are saying I, uh, I would be included in this, that I think this is Elizabeth Warren's to lose. I don't agree with that. I think Biden is still, uh, fairly comfortably ahead in the, uh, in the primary States. Uh, I think that Warren is, um, so far out there, the press loves her, um, that most Democrats are not going to want what she puts forth. I, I got a kick out of Bernie Sanders yesterday saying he's going to give houses, free houses to everybody now. That that racks his uh, free freebies up to $62 trillion of free stuff. So if you voted for uh, Bernie Sanders, he's going to provide $62 trillion of free stuff. Now, in order to do that, you'd have to sell 10 states, including California. The Chinese would buy it. 
But you'd have, that's how much you'd have to sell to raise that kind of money. Elizabeth Warren, just right behind Bernie Sanders, you know, not quite as crazy as Bernie. All right. But but she's almost there um, in the sense that she will dismantle the U.S. economy. There'd be an unbelievable capital flight out of here mm-hmm. so that corporations and private people would take their money that they have in the United States now in various institutions and banks and move it out. You talk about a bank collapse, Beck. There you go. Yeah, I think right. we will. I think we will head into a great depression if Absolutely. she is even the uh, a serious the nominee. nominee. Mm, depends on the polling, but that's what I mean. The serious Trump nominee. Want to want to run against her? The Trump people want her to be the nominee. They feel that they can beat her like um, Nixon beat McGovern. Okay, so that's what they want. But if she Four years, eight years down the road, someone like her gets power, you're going to see a depression, as you rightly point out, in the United States. But it's not just a depression you're going to see. You're going to see violence in the streets. Mm -hmm. You're going to see Americans turn on other Americans because the anger level now is at that violent level. It's there now. You know, I'm a guy, and you know me for a long time who always wanted to hear the opposing point of view, you know, who, who actually considered it. I thought Bill Clinton had some good ideas. All right. I thought Barack Obama had some good ideas, particularly on mentoring young inner city kids. All right. And I was respectful to uh, opposition, um, respectful to people with whom I disagreed. But now I think these people are dangerous. All right. So they want to take my private property. They want to seize what I have worked very hard to put together. And I am not going to sit here and allow that to happen. Now, whether it's guns or whether it's your house or whether it's your savings or your stock portfolio, now people are getting real angry. It's getting real personal. And then you add to that the cultural collapse where you can kill a baby an hour before that baby is to be birthed for any reason at all, or you get a doctor to say the woman has a migraine headache or she has a panic attack or the boyfriend left, so you can stick a needle in that skull of the fetus an hour before birth. This is a society, this is the kind of country you want. That's where the Democratic Party is. That's where they are. So the anger level is rising. So if there is an economic catastrophe in this country, it is going to be accompanied by violence and i absolutely 100 percent sure of it i am uh, i agree with you and i want to add to that when we come back um, bill o'reilly we got to cut you loose i'm sorry we're up against a break bill's new book united states of trump is just a few days away it comes out officially on tuesday if you want to come in on tuesday bill and and uh, chat about it in in greater detail love to have you then oh that's very nice of you Beck. yeah that don't mean be... it don't please right? it's like come over to my house for dinner no really i want you <laughs> please pick up the yeah there you So Bill said, you know, I think that we will have, you know, violence in the streets, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I agree 100 uh, percent. And let me show you another reason why I think it's it's closer than you think. Um, the Corey Lewandowski testimony. Did you watch all of that? Yeah. Pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remarkable. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was completely funny. defiant. It was 
it was great. Yeah, it was great. I don't like Corey Lewandowski. Me neither, but but it was He gave them fits. Oh my gosh. And he kept a straight face the whole time. Yep. He was openly <laughs> defiant and mocking them. Mm-hmm. And they had nowhere to go. And and reasonable people would watch that and laugh. He frustrated Jerry Nadler like no. so bad. Oh. I thought his head was going to explode. Oh, I thought so too. I thought so too. <laughs> here's here's something you need to understand. That is the Bubba effect. Mm-hmm. That is someone being called in front of great power and saying, "I don't care at all about you. You are yeah. the people that are causing this problem." You are a joke, and I pay no attention to you. That should mm. frighten the people in Washington. That is a tripwire. We have crossed a line, and uh, and nobody's taking them seriously anymore. And the more the press lies about it, the more the press tries to make you know mountains out of molehills, the more the people will not care about the press either. And they just won't watch it anymore. They're not. They're not watching it. They're not paying attention. And they are openly mocking those in power. That's not a good sign for a republic. You're listening to Glenn Beck.